Welcome to Timeout Bulls, driven by Lexus. You can visit a Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer today to test drive the redesigned Lexus RX. I'm your host, Chuck Swirsky. Our guest today in our weekly Timeout Bulls is a Chicagoan. He loves the city. Although he never played for the Bulls, he competed against the Bulls for 19 seasons in the NBA. His name, Jawan Howard, had a Chicago vocational. And then, of course, he was a member of the Fab Five, one of the greatest teams ever assembled in college basketball. And Jawan Howard brought it every single night. Didn't matter, high school, college, pro. And when you think of the Fab Five, you think of Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose. You think of Chris Webber, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson. It was a crazy period of time. Jawan, of course, was the number one draft pick in the NBA, and he won a couple of NBA rings, and now serving as an assistant coach under Eric Spolstra with the Miami Heat. And in my opinion, one day will be a head coach, either in the NBA or college. But he loves Chicago. And let's join our interview now on Timeout Bulls with Jawan Howard. Welcome to another edition of Timeout Bulls. This is Chuck Swirsky, joined by Juwan Howard, who's been one of my favorite people for, boy, I'll tell you what, early 90s <laughs> with the <a> Fab <laughs> Five, even that going back to Chicago at CVS. So, folks, I want to pick up something. The other day I was speaking with Juwan, and he was watching his son play football, and we got into a discussion about as a parent watching a child. Because Juwan obviously was a great star here in Chicago, went on to Michigan, All-American, you know the rest of the story, NBA champ. He's going to be a head coach either at the NBA level or the collegiate level, and people know how great of a player he was. But we're going to talk about a little about Juwan Howard as a parent before we get into his career and growing up in Chicago. So, Juwan, when you watch your son play, I mean, what type of emotions go through your mind and your heart? Well, I, I get nervous, uh, extremely nervous, more nervous than when I play sports. Uh, I guess because uh, I really care, you know, how my kid is playing out there. And uh, I'm like praying to God that he doesn't, A, get hurt. But B, uh, I don't want to see him mess up. You know, I don't want to see him fail. But even though it's important for them to uh, figure it out on their own and uh, at times you're, you're going to fail uh, and you got to f- figure out how – to uh, pick yourself up but as a parent you know my palms get sweaty just watching him compete and but he enjoys it uh and i support him and i have fun watching too so i don't want you or or the viewers out there to think that i don't uh really you know enjoy it or or is it fun to me watching my kid play i really have a great time watching now how old is your son well my youngest son uh He's 13 years old. So he's 13 years old. So when he's competing, everyone on that field or on the basketball court or the baseball diamond or whatever sport he selects to play knows it's Jawan Howard's son. Have you had a discussion about that and how he handles it? Well, uh, we've had some discussions about it, but he mainly talks more about it with either with my friends or with his mom, and uh, he shares some things to, with them as far as you know at times he feels the pressure you know he he feels everyone's watching him and going to judge him because uh who his dad is and you know as a kid growing up you know I can never relate to how he's feeling but all I try to do is uh just share with him is that he I just want him just to have fun and enjoy doing it and at the end of the day you know 
wherever he decides to do, I'm going to always support him. And he doesn't have to play sports, you know, if he gets, you know, my age. Well, excuse me, not my age, but uh, when he finishes high school, if he goes on to college and he doesn't want to play basketball or football, I'm okay with that. I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to support him. But uh, it's important for him to uh, get his degree. And that's, you know, I think he knows that. But education is something that I'm more concerned about and I enforce in my household than anything. I, w- I want to talk to you on about growing up in Chicago. Give me an idea about your neighborhood here and how you grew up. Well, uh, I grew up uh, on the south side of Chicago, which I'm very proud of. Uh, I'm a Chicagoan, diehard, and I love the city. Um, the way I grew up, um, I-, I thought it was, a, it was a great life lesson for me personally. Uh, it wasn't the uh, the nicest neighborhood. Um, it, it wasn't the most humbling uh <laughs> Uh, area, but uh, in my eyes, I thought it was the best uh, area that I can, you know, experience in life. And if I ever wanted to go back and, you know, start all over again, uh, would I want to change that? No, because it taught me so much uh, about character, about how to uh, work hard, be a survivor out there. And um, that's why I I learned so many, you know, great traits by growing up in the city of Chicago, uh, right there on 95th and Princeton. Uh, and CHA uh, loaded homes and you know yeah it's the projects but uh, in my in my eyes uh, it, it was a place that you know call, I call home. Juwan, I cannot relate to your lifestyle in the early years of your formative world. So give me an idea what it was like growing up in the projects. Well, uh, it was tough. Uh, you know there was always uh, moments where I got questioned for my toughness. Uh, or people try, you know, to uh, figure out or test me if I can fight or anything like that, and I had to defend myself. Um, I wasn't always picked on because I also kept myself busy with sports. So there are times when I'd be busy playing, you know, either it was baseball or playing uh, basketball at different rec leagues or outside at the park. So I always kept myself busy and kept myself uh, pretty much out of trouble. But you know, I could have had my opportunities to, you know, to join gangs and, you know, as well as um, get out there in the streets and, you know, do bad things. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying I was perfect. You know, that's not the case or that's not what I'm trying to say at this moment. Mm-hmm. But um, my experiences along the way just taught me so much about how to grow and become a young man. So, Juwan, was there a special place you went to in Chicago to play basketball or hang out as far as either a boys and girls club or a church or someone that you said, you know, this is going to be my place away from home. Uh, there was a, there was different uh, basketball playgrounds that I used to uh, go and play, whether it was in the wintertime or summertime, it did not matter. Um, and it was a park called Abbott Park. And that was located right off of 95th and State near the Dan Ryan. And uh, that was a place where it was my safe haven where I competed and I learned the game of basketball. I competed uh, and played against some of the uh, peers my age as well as older adults. And it taught me how to grow. And as far as baseball, there was another safe haven place that I used to go with, and that was with Jackie Robinson. And uh, I used to play with different teams with the Jackie Robinson West. And that was a fun times that I experienced. And it was my escape. Uh, it was my escape from, you know, from 
been a part of the you know the, the crowd that you know wanted me to get into some of the you know the, the bad things and uh staying busy with sports you know was my you know it was my way out and surely it ended up turning it out to be that way when I was fortunate enough to get a, a scholarship offer from the University of Michigan. John, before we talk about Michigan and the Fab Five, of course, I want to talk about CVS and also baseball. You mentioned baseball. How good of a baseball player were you? Well, I played baseball up until my sophomore year in high school. Uh, I didn't – I played – I first started playing when I was eight years old, I think, and I consider myself a pretty good baseball player. You know, I don't know what my peers think but or people that played against me. But I played uh, first base, uh, left field, and I pitched as well. So, you know, I was very active with the sport, and I, I really love the sport and enjoy – to this day, I enjoy watching the sport. And I am also, being a Southsider, I'm a big-time Cubs fan. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not one of those that is now jumping on the bandwagon. I've been a Cubs fan for a long time, and all my friends know it. All right. Well, see what we learned today about Juwan Howard. Growing up on the South Side, but you're a Cubs fan. So you go to CVS. Now, there are a number of famous alums from CVS, Juwan Howard and yes. Dick Butkus. Yes. And, and so what was, what was school like at CVS? Give me an idea about your favorite classes and someone that has left a mark on your life as a teacher. Well, CVS was a, a great experience. Um, I enjoyed it. I was one of the largest schools in the city of Chicago. Um, my freshman year, my class was 875 students. Uh, so it was a pretty you know, big freshman class. And the experience walking through the hallways, you know, as me being one of the tallest people in the school, you know, I, I became well, well noticed, well recognized, and everyone knew who I was. Um, one of the biggest impacts on my life at at CVS was uh, my high school basketball coach, you know, Richard Dick Cook. Uh, he was looked on as a fam, not only as a family member, basketball coach, but as a father figure to me. And, uh, you know, I owe that man a lot because he taught me how to grow and become a young man. You know, I know at times I probably gave, gave him a headache and maybe added more gray hairs to him, but uh, he trusted, believing in me and stuck with me and, and I listened to him. You know, and I didn't say I listened to him all the time, but... <laughs> Uh, I look back on it, and I just really, you know, was very thank thankful of the impact he had on my life. What was your favorite class? My favorite class, I would say, would be uh, architect, uh, architectural drafting. And um, well, you're in the right city for it, with Chicago, with great architecture. Yes. Correct. That's you're absolutely right. And to this day, I really enjoy just looking at architect. And you, like when I travel, you know, abroad to various countries. Uh, I find myself really like looking at the buildings, the architect, or, or homes that are are designed with the, you know, whether it's modern design or super Tuscan or Mediterranean. You know, I enjoy stuff like that, and I think that passion came and started from high school uh, with Mr. Soretto's class at CBS High School in architectural drafting. So, when you bring friends back to the city when you visit Chicago and you spend some time here, do you take your, your friends on the architectural boat tour that we have here? No, I've never done that one before. <laughs> oh, you should. I'll tell you what, it's fabulous. It really is. It's unbelievable. You'd love it, especially with the, the passion you have for architecture. So, you, yeah. you, at, at what point then at CVS, as your basketball 
you know, career is developing and your skill set is becoming more polished. Do you remember the first time you got a letter from a school inquiring about whether or not you'd be interested in attending their school? What was that feeling like? Well, I recall like when I was a freshman in high school, I got my first letter. Um, I forget which school it was, but I remember the feeling of like excitement, you know, because back then when I was in high school, that was like, you know, a big thing, uh, getting a letter from a university of whether it was University of Iowa or University of Illinois. And when I got my first letter, you know, it was like, wow, you know, I felt warm inside. I was so excited and I, I didn't think I had made it now, <laughs> but uh, it surely after that first letter, it was more like a, a spiral effect where more and more letters started to come. And, you know, in my sophomore year and then June, I reached my junior year. And, I mean, it was just, it was just overwhelming. And I, I recall my grandmother like telling me like, yo, this is too much going on and happening in this house with all these letters. And I got bags and bags of letters. And, and so, uh, she she had told me that I had need to start getting rid of them, so, so I should take them back to school and hide them in my locker or or uh, hide some of them in my closet. You know, I just, I, I became like a hoarder. <laughs> 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 what's in that closet, son? Juwan, what's right. going on? Well, uh, Grandma, I'm, I'm, I I got another bag full of about a thousand letters. So right. did it become? Did now um, help me out here with the time frame? Was were cell phones around, or did you get texts, or was it strictly letters? Well, it was more letters. Um, we, cell phones had just started hitting the market, and I think at that time it was these uh, these big brick cell phones. Yes. So yeah, so like you were, a shoebox. Correct, and uh, you was not uh, getting any texts. Uh, beepers, I think, was uh, yes. was the new thing, and um, more. Back then, they were calling my house, so I used to get, you know, like tons of phone calls uh, at my house, and my grandmother or you know my aunts would uh, be the people who would answer the phone and, you know, communicate with uh, a lot of the schools, and and um, I, I just remembered like spending hours, you know, on the phone at times with the, when it was during that recruiting period of the uh, different, you know, college coaches talking about, you know, how they foresee me playing for their school. Yeah. So, so what sold you on Michigan? What was the deciding factor and point in Juwan Howard going to Ann Arbor? Well, Steve Fisher. Uh, Steve Fisher, uh, just uh, he and his staff, I felt extremely comfortable with those guys as far as what they had to present and offer um, as far as building my, you know, my future and helping me in my, my basketball career and hopefully uh, developing me into an NBA ball player. And yes, truly, I knew that the university, uh, getting an education at the University of Michigan speaks for itself because it was one of the top uh, academic schools in the country. And along with uh, one of the largest alumni uh, in the country as well. So I knew and I had already did my homework on that aspect of it. But Steve Fisher was like the, uh, the person who really sealed the deal. Thanks for tuning in to Time Out Bulls. Lexus is proud to bring you this peek under the hood. The all-new Lexus RX is the perfect blend of chiseled design, aggressive performance, and luxury finishes. And with 44 inches of legroom, even our Bulls athletes would be comfortable in one. Visit your Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer 
to test drive an RX today. Now, back to the show. Well, you go to Michigan and everyone knows about the Fab Five and what you accomplished as a group. Uh, looking back on that period of time, Juwan, did you fully grasp the enormity of, of the pressure five young men were under and the impact you have left college basketball? Or do, were you able to enjoy the moment? Or did it happen in as it's a, it's a blur even 20 years after the fact? Well, um, to be honest with you, um, I was just a young kid, and I was just enjoying the moment. Um, I didn't quite you know, have an idea as far as the impact that we were having on college basketball and how like uh everyone just took to it and so and so all of you know five freshmen from the university of michigan um i'm, I'm looking back on it too i think i really enjoyed my college experience so it wasn't like one of those moments where you were just so on a, your high horse where you were just running away from uh time you know, each and every day I was, you know, absorbing it, soaking it all up. But I was a college student that was trying to survive like any other college students, whether that was trying to make sure that my work was handed in on time, that I attended classes and made sure that I was there taking my notes so I could be prepared for whether it was a uh, midterm exam or if it was a test or quiz. And I was like any other student, you know, doing papers and whether it was a five-page uh, t- paper or 10 page paper, uh, being a part of study groups. Uh, you know, I, I was very busy with and, and very active with that. Um, I also made sure I took advantage of tutorial sessions with tutors. You know, I, you know there were the uh, resources that were there and I, I took full advantage of it, of it so I can make sure that um, I was not falling by the wayside. And it was an, a great experience along with the fact that yes, and on weekends, I was just like any other student. If we was not playing a basketball game or if there was no practice, I would make sure that, you know, I would have my fun time, whether it was frat parties or something like that. So I look back on it. You know, I really had fun. I really enjoyed the experience of, of being a college student. Yes, I was part of the Fab Five, and that right there was a job itself. But, um, I didn't allow that to dictate how I was going to experience, experience college. You know, Juwan, you have had a great career in the NBA, but when me- people mention Juwan Howard, they always come back to the Fab Five. I mean, you played how many years? 1920 in the NBA? Think about this. Your longevity yes, in the NBA was crazy. You won a 19. championship. 19 right. years. And yet people say, Juwan Howard, Fab Five. So uh, how, how do you... How do you handle that? I mean, is it is it a good thing, or is did you could you say you know I did play close to twenty years in the NBA, by the way? Yeah, you know I don't take offense to it, but yeah, it, it seems like my uh, NBA career has been ignored, <laughs> and it, like it wasn't impactful. Uh, you're right, you know I did win NBA two NBA titles. Yes, it was the latter part of my career when I was uh, uh, last two years of retirement where I won the NBA titles. Um, I did make an all-star team, uh, also uh, all-NBA team. I was like third team all-NBA. So, you know, I, I didn't have like an NBA career where you can say, well, uh, it wasn't – I didn't make any noise or I didn't play well at all. Um, do I feel a certain way about it? No, I do not. Um, I feel that, you know, numbers and all that stuff speaks for itself. But being a part of – and being mentioned as, you know, Jawan Howard Fab Five, 
I look at that as a compliment as well. You know that mm-hmm. you know people you know really appreciate you know what uh, Michigan basketball and the impact it had on collegiate basketball itself, and and being able to experience with four other guys like Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, and Ray Jackson. Um, I thought that that was a, a special time, special moment. Whereas there, we will always go down in history as one of the greatest teams to ever play college basketball. Unfortunately. I'm just still, you know, upset with the fact that we didn't win at all. And I wanted to win a college title, and unfortunately we didn't get it done. And that's what really upsets me and hurts me that we didn't win the big one. Right. You you played and lost to Duke and North Carolina, respectively. Um, yes. When, when the Fab Five broke up, when, when Chris left and then Jalen yourself left, uh, Jimmy King had a cup of coffee a little bit in the NBA. Ray Jackson never played for an NBA ball club. What, was was it difficult to see what you accomplished dissolve, or did you just accept the fact that, you know what, we have another chapter in our life and we have to move on? Well, I, I always looked at it as, you know, it's, you know, I have another chapter that's, that's about to happen and start up, and that's uh, NBA. And, you know, now that the uh, the collegiate level is, uh, is behind me, you know, I, I have uh, more work to do. And, now that basketball, you know, I've retired from it, the game itself, uh, I look back on it and I, I say, you know what, it was a great run and I had fun. And I just hope that that experience alone has really, you know, help others who's like, you know, I think it's, we inspire, you know, other college students that are out there that's playing basketball. Like, for example, you know, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, you know, the, you see that they have like you know five freshmen that join one year. Or maybe, mm-hmm. I think it was like, what was it? Five freshmen, I, I believe, or well, I, I think or, they had like six on their club. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was pretty impressive. They all was very talented. Some was McDonald All Americans, like how it was when uh, myself, Chris, and uh, Jalen were uh, McDonald All Americans and played in the same McDonald's game that year when we was coming out of high school. But but you so, know what, Juan, because I lived that moment with you, and and I remember the fact. I mean, this was a new generation of players, and what you did with the baggy shorts and the black socks, and you had swagger, but you could back it up, and you were good guys. This what gets lost is that if if anyone mentions Juwan Howard, they'll go class guy. All right, Chris Weber. Jalen Rose, Ray Jackson, and Jimmy King. At, at times, I feel badly for for Ray Jackson because no one ever talks about him because he didn't play pro ball or Jimmy. But they had an influence on the Fab Five as well. Those guys, and you're right. I mean, yeah, we were impactful in many ways, and that was off the court, you know, with the style. And but everyone called it, you know, cockiness. But I called it confidence. We're mm-hmm. just a confident group that believe that we can win and we can beat any team in any given moment and any and anywhere <laughs> that we played them but in order for our team to be successful and be you know one of the elite groups uh you had to have guys that were sacrificed for winning and that's why i respect a guy like a jimmy king so much and a ray jackson because uh those guys bought into team early on and jimmy uh was very talented himself and played in the McDonald's game, and a guy who was a very elite player with amazing talent and athletic ability. But he he was he knew that you know, in order for us to you know, beat the elite teams, 
he had to guard the point guards, uh, or if there was a wing player that was known as a, um, like say for example, a Sean Respert, who was a, a, an elite player back then and mm-hmm. uh, played for Michigan State, he always took the assignment of guarding that top, you know, or best guard that they had on that team, and as, as well as uh, Ray Jackson, he guarded, you know, the wings, the, the, the Jimmy Jacksons of the world who played for Ohio State, uh, which was a tough task, but he was a tough competitor who welcomed the challenge. And when you have guys like that who just would do anything for winning, um, I, I tell you, it says a lot about their character. And, and I respect those guys so much. And I'm just so happy that, you know, I consider them like family and they're like my brothers and we still have a relationship to this day. And I just saw them this summer and we had a great time just, you know, not just reliving those moments, but just, you know, embracing each other as family getting a chance to meet their their kids and their wife and um that that right there means so much more to me than anything that's awesome so pro ball very briefly uh juan before we let you go and this has been great and i know our listeners on our timeout bulls podcast on bulls.com are enjoying this Give me an idea about pro ball as far as when you were growing up as a kid in Chicago. Did you see many Bulls games live, or did you follow the Bulls at all when you were growing up? I was a big Bulls fan growing up. Uh, I remember the old stadium uh, right there on the west side, and I think I may have went to maybe one or two Bulls games, and only because uh, when I was in uh, grammar school, which is, you know, a lot of people call it elementary school, um, if you – have perfect attendance uh, you were allowed to attend a Bulls game and so I, we had a school trip and having perfect attendance and I went to a Bulls game and I was excited to see Michael Jordan as well as Gene Banks and Dave Corzine and <laughs> uh, I think it was like Sidney Green yes yeah 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 and um, I remember Reggie Theus being on the team and you know it was an exciting group and uh, I've watched them closely and you know, that was an exciting time for Chicago and for me. And then, as you know, uh, each year the Bulls got better and Michael Jordan uh, became, a, you know, the superstar of the league, uh, not just for the Chicago Bulls, but a superstar of the NBA. And uh, he took that team to a, a new level. And, and I recall seeing a guy like, you know, Doug Collins as the coach. And, you know, Doug was uh, one of my favorite coaches that I, I saw and growing up and I have a ton of respect for him. And, like, when I see him today, you know, he just don't really notice. But I was one of his biggest fans, and uh, I just love the fact that he's so humble and such a nice man. He's always nice to me and give me a hug. And, and sometimes I think he'll even give me a kiss on my jaw, and that just makes me feel special that, you know, wow. He, I used to watch Doug on WGN at my house, and here I am. I, I'm here interacting with him and talking to him. He, and to this day, he always tells me if I ever need anything or – uh, if I have a question about coaching now that he knows that I'm into coaching and he's like, Hey, I'm there for you. And then that means a lot to me. And so I'm just uh, so fortunate and blessed to, uh, to, to be, you know, in the round of game of basketball and, and it's, it's, it's an honor. It is. Yes. It's very cool. So when's the first time you met uh, Michael Jordan? The first time I met Michael was at Michael Jordan's camp. It was in the summer and he used to have this camp, if I recall, it was up North Suburb at one of the colleges in North Suburb. Um, and I was in the, I was there with a buddy of mine uh, named Marlo Fenner. And he, he, we were hanging out at the camp and we went to this 
room uh, inside the uh, the gym, and in this room there was uh, Michael Jordan sitting there talking to uh, uh, another uh, gentleman, and then Michael uh, introduced himself and shook my hand, and I was like, wow, this is Michael Jordan right now. I'm <laughs> I'm personally sitting in a room with Michael, a guy who's uh, who sell these beautiful shoes, these Jordan Nike shoes, and uh, he dunks, you know, just like uh, with anyone in the world. He's always hanging in the air, um, winning game winners. And I'm like, wow, here I am just hanging out with Michael Jordan, a kid from the south side of Chicago. So that that was my moment, and i never forget that to this day. Great. So as, as your career advances, and everyone knows that you had a, a tremendous career in the NBA, the twilight Thank of your you. career, you end up in Miami. And you play with Dwayne Wade, a Chicagoan who's now, of course, with the Bulls. What was your relationship and what is it like with Dwayne? Well, I have a really good relationship with Dwayne. Uh, it's something special that, you know, uh, it's a brotherhood. And when having to play four years together and win two NBA titles together, and that right there, that relationship <laughs> – uh, would never ever end because it's something that's special that will last a lifetime because we're champions together and and to be in the locker room and being those those heated moments of where it's uh games where it's a good times and you know, you're getting those battles where you know sometimes you lose together and you win together but you know you, you have those experiences in life that it's hard to explain that you know only the, those who's in that locker room can really understand and, and, and recognize it so um that right there will always be remembered and always be appreciated in it. And then, and more importantly, um, uh, I will always thank him for him. So what do you think are some of the things that you were able to instill in him as a veteran player? And he's a veteran player as well, but I mean, you are a, a senior veteran player at that point right. in your career. What was, were you able to share much with him? Well, I, I think maybe he can answer that better than I can but if I can recall I think uh, leadership mm -hmm. you know that's the first thing that sticks out of my mind because he knew that you know watching me and how I uh, prepared myself you know <laughs> you would think that I was a guy who was a start of the team that was going to be playing high minutes you know I've always prepared myself like I was going to play whether I didn't play that game or I got a DMP that night uh, but I've always was wanted to make sure that I was ready whenever my name was called upon. So I, I worked hard, extremely hard in the weight room. Uh, uh, I come early before practice. I stay late after practice on the court, working on my game, getting up shots, uh, spending time you know, watching film. And, you know, I, I'm sure he could recall the moments where in a locker room, you know, when I used to hold guys accountable, including himself, uh, whether it was uh, things that I felt we wasn't, we all was not doing our job as a team competing at a high level or wasn't getting uh, playing well defensively or offensively. Um, I will, will speak up and communicate that to the guys in the locker room on how I felt. Not saying I was always right. Uh, not saying they always agree with me, but at the end of the day, I think they respect the fact that I speak up and spoke my mind and did not hold my tongue. And, and um, I, I'm sure he learned some from that. And, I, and now you can see uh, he's now starting to enter that role as well as you know, an older veteran yes. who's looked on as uh, as a lot of guys in the locker room call an OG. 
<laughs> and that that means that they respect you. Uh, they respect your body of work and what you've done. They uh, expect respect the uh, the experience that you have over the years of of ten years that you have in the league. So um, now he's he has a new role, and I'm not saying that he's not one of the marquee guys on that team because just last year. Dwayne led the Miami Heat to uh, second round game seven against Toronto Raptors. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, I thought that was one of the best years that he had. And I'm just not saying because of a statistical standpoint, because if you look at his stats, uh, it wasn't like one of those high scoring averages of 30 a night, Dwayne, or 25 a night. Um, But his leadership on all levels on how he prepared himself and how – he also held his teammates accountable, and more importantly, he was like an, another coach out there, uh, whether it was in practice or it was in, on the floor during the games. Uh, you always seen Dwayne leading, and so we're going to miss him. I'm going to miss him, and uh, I'm, but I wish him well. Well, let, let's wrap things up with a final question, Juwan. Where are we going with your career? Because there are certain people – that I always said, even way back in the day, where you could tell this guy has it. He either can coach, he can work in the front office, he can evaluate players. What do you want to do? No, good question. Um, this Are you is my still trying year. to figure it out? No, sir, no. This is my fourth year with the uh, Miami Heat as an assistant coach. And um, for my future, uh, I foresee it being a uh, a head coach in this league someday. Uh, I'm going to continue to keep working hard, learning, uh, growing, and be patient with uh, whenever that time comes. Hopefully I'll be well prepared when that moment comes to be a head coach in this league. Uh, there's still so many things in this game of basketball that you that you learn, uh, and I'm not going to stop learning. Now, in the future as well, I, my, my goal is someday to also work in the front office and be a, a general manager or president of a team, uh, maybe hold two, you know, two hats and have both roles uh, at the same time. You never know how it goes, but uh, I will be patient along the process and keep learning and wait for the right time, right team. Well, this has been great, Juwan, and we appreciate you very much sharing your life growing up in Chicago and how Chicago has played a major role in your heart, in your life, in your career. And uh, as you know, one thing about Chicago, we never forget Chicagoans. And uh, you still have a warm place in our hearts uh, for not only what you've done, but what you continue to do, uh, sharing your career with us in the NBA. So we thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the support. And I, I really do uh, appreciate what the city has uh, has taught me and what I've learned from. And now always been a Chicagoan, no matter what. <laughs> Go Cubs, baby. Go Cubs. <laughs> hey, Juwan, that was great. We will see you. Uh, we're not recording. We're, we will see you. We play you in a back-to-back. We play Atlanta the night before, and then we come in to play you on November the 9th. So um, I will uh, make sure, as I always do, to see you on the floor near the locker room or whatever and say hello. But uh, you're great. I look great. forward to it. And, Juwan, thank you so much. And, by the way, I, I don't know if you ever stay in touch with Chris Bosch. If you ever run into him or see him or talk to him. But as you know, I was in Toronto with him as the broadcaster. Yes. So just tell yes. him Chuck sends his best and 
have you talked to Dutch lately and or Fish? Yes. How's yes, Fish's How's Fish's son doing? Mark, Mark. is doing better. Um, he's now like coaching games more from the cheer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's holding up, man. And and I, I recall this had to be over a year ago when they said he only had like uh, what. Yeah, Seven, eight eight months, nine months to live, or something like Correct. that. And he's already surpassed that man. Wow! And uh, the guy's a fighter. And I'm, yes, he is. You know, my heart always goes out to Coach Fish. I yep. know this is a tough time for him and Angie. I love Angie. And, I love and, and Fish. And also Jonathan. Yep. Yeah, and Jonathan. Um, yes, yes. Uh, but anyway, I will see you in uh, in November. I'll tell Dwayne hello for you. Please do, man. All right. I'll, I'll see you November 9th, Chuck. Okay. Be well, Juan. All right, man. Thank you. Bye, bye. Our many thanks to Jawan Howard, an assistant coach with the Miami Heat, sharing his thoughts and his life and reflection on his days in Chicago. Then, of course, at the University of Michigan and NBA Bowl. This is Chuck Swirsky. Thanks for joining us today on Timeout Bulls. Lexus is a proud partner of the Chicago Bulls. Visit your Chicago area Northwest Indiana Lexus dealer to see how sophistication can be daring in the redesigned Lexus RX. Subscribe to Time Out Bulls on iTunes and Google Play. And if you'd like what you heard, leave us a review. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Until next time, this is Chuck Swirsky. Thanks for listening to Time Out Bulls.